blessed assurance. Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about Jesus to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Pulvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. Jesus called his disciples. The Bible says he called them to himself and that they may go. The first thing is he called them to himself. Jesus wants you to be his friend. Mark chapter 2 and verse 22. I'm going to talk about three things that happen when we get the rain. Amen? Mark chapter 2 and verse 22. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine busts the wineskins. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. When we talk about the rain, the, 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 because of the quick work that God is doing, he's not just giving us the latter rain, but he's also going to give us the former rain. So we are going to have an experience, not just of the end time move of God, but God is also going to cause what he poured out at Pentecost to come to us. And the reason is because it is a quick work. As we saw, he is going to cause the reaper to overtake the sower. Because it is a quick work. And if you're ready, God will go far, faster than you. So there are four scriptures I want us to look at. Just read them. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 14. What does it say? I hope we can get them quickly. 14. Then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain. Someone say grain. Your new wine and your oil. God gives, he's going to pour out the rain upon his church in these last days. Because he wants us to have three things. Grain. What does grain stand for? The grain stands for the harvest. There were two offerings in the Old Testament that God required on a daily basis. I want you to go and read your Bibles. It was the burnt offering and the grain offering. And both offerings had to be 
fully consumed by the fire. The, the grain offering was what brought a fire. Every time you would burn the grain offering, it would light up, it would be set on fire. And the burnt offering which was offered by the priests every morning and every evening at, you know, at the tabernacle had to be fully consumed, even the fat, everything had to be consumed. And so, if we say that God is going to give us grain, he's bring us to the place where he's saying, where is your grain offering to me? But you cannot bring the grain offering without bringing the burnt offering. Because the burnt offering represented what the church is supposed to be today. Offering ourselves to God that he may consume us totally. One of the things that we know, and I'm going to mention many scriptures, Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. Is it 2 verse 2? Or, yeah, I think 2 verse 2. It says, it shall come to pass in the latter days, which are the days we are living in, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be lifted, shall be established on top of the other mountains. And these are the days we are living in. We've heard about the, the mountain of work, the mountain, all these mountains we've heard about. In this hour, the church is going to be lifted above every other mountain. And it will cause the nations to flow to it. Isaiah 26 and verse 5. For he brings down those who, who, who dwell on high. The lofty city, he lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. Isaiah 25. Verse 5. Let's go to Isaiah 25. You will reduce the noise of the aliens. What are aliens? Demonic spirits. Forces of darkness. Who are those he's talking about? Who knows whom God is talking about? Who are going to reduce the noise? As heat in a dry place as the heat in the shadow. Now this is talking about God reducing the noise of the aliens. But we're going to realize God cannot do it without us. So we are his agents that are going to reduce the noise. Right now, there's so much noise of the aliens, of demonic spirits. But there are people God has raised that are going to reduce that noise. As heat in the shadow of a cloud, the song of the terrible ones will be diminished. So whatever those terrible ones are that have been oppressing humanity, causing oppression, their song is about to be diminished. 
That's why God says we shouldn't worry about the darkness. The darkness is going to continue. It's going to get even darker. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 2. Darkness shall cover the earth. 60 verse 2. And, and gross darkness the peoples. But the glory of God. Don't move away from there. I'm just quoting Isaiah 60 verse 2 because I know all of you know it. The glory of God says arise and so in this moment, it don't worry about the darkness. Don't even talk about the darkness. Don't even complain about the darkness. Just be the light. Just shine. Because as you shine, you will reduce the noise of the aliens. As you shine, the song of the terrible ones. Verse 6. And in the which word is that? In this. That is the church of Jesus Christ. That God is saying, I'm depending on this mountain. That I'm going to lift it up. He says, the Lord of hosts will make a feast of choice pieces. If you didn't realize, this is not just a conference. This is a feast. Oh yeah, it's a feast. God wants the people of God to feast. A feast of wines on the lees, of fat things, full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the lees. So before you can reduce the noise of the aliens, you have to first be in the feast of the Lord. Remember, it was on the last day of the feast that Jesus Christ cried out and said, whoever is thirsty... Let him come and drink. Verse 7. What happens once? Listen. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast and the veil that is spread. That covering that has been causing the church to struggle. And you can't even pray and you can't even break through. And it seems like God says, oh sorry, I think I'm, I'm getting excited and I'm turning off something. That, that, that covering, the veil that is causing people even not to know God. God says, where will it be destroyed? Come on, help me. Where? Where? Who is going to remove the veil that is spread over the nations? Not the Lord. He will destroy on this mountain. The, the surface of the covering. It doesn't matter how thick it feels. How dark it seems. How people feel like Things are not happening as long as the mountain of the Lord, there is a feast. Now what we are lacking on the mountain is a feast. We are lacking the, the grain, the new wine, and the oil. So when people come, they're dry, they're malnourished, there's no feast. 
So they don't have the power to destroy the covering. God says, in the last days, I'm going to cause, I'm going to reduce the noise of the aliens. Where is he going to reduce it from? He's going to use you. Turn to your neighbor say, he's going to use you. The noise of the aliens that has been in your family. God has raised you at such a time as this. You will reduce it. Every pattern, every cycle, everything that has been disturbing generations that came before you, you have been raised at such a time as this to diminish. But you have to ascend to the mountain. I said, you have to ascend. You have to ascend. So who are those who come to the mountain of the Lord? Isaiah 56, verse 7. Who are they? I mean, what is this mountain? And this is why we have to understand. It says, even then I will bring them. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain. There are people that God is taking right now. Someone say, we are ascending. To the mountain of the Lord. God is bringing us to the mountain. Who are those people? And says, I'm going to make them joyful in my house of. So the mountain of the Lord is a house of prayer. It's a house of prayer. But it doesn't stop there. He says. The mountain of the Lord is also a place of burnt offerings. So the people who are coming to the mountain, ascending to the mountain, are people who have offered themselves. And they're saying, God, consume everything. My will, my desires, my ambitions, my dreams, my achievement, everything. Whatever I consider as gain. Paul says, one thing I do, I forget. And I press on. Burnt offerings. He says, the only thing I will accept on my altar is burnt offerings. He says, they will be accepted on my altar. So the burnt offerings are different from sacrifices. Our sacrifices are worship. Our sacrifices are praise. Our sacrifices are prayer, fasting, all those are sacrifices. But do you know God never sends fire where there's no sacrifice. The fire comes as a response to a sacrifice. But because we are not willing to bring acceptable some people say, oh, Cain's offering was rejected because he offered grain. I also used to think that way. But that is not true. Yes, the grain does not have the blood. But Cain, God saw his heart. Because God was not looking for a sacrifice. He was looking to see a burnt offering. 
before you bring the sacrifice at the altar, you must be a burnt offering. Before you bring the sacrifice, you have to be a burnt offering. And, and, and it's not easy. God is saying, I cannot put, I want to give you the revival. I want to give you the new wine. But I can't put new wine in old wineskins. Because I will end up destroying both the wine and the wineskin. I don't want to kill you by giving you the new wine. When you're not ready for it. Because you will burst. You've not developed the capacity to handle what I want to release. It says, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as living. It says, for my house shall be called a house of prayer. It says, I'm going to bring them these people, I see a people rising up. I see an army rising up over people who are saying, Lord, we are ready to ascend. Whatever you, we have to drop, whatever we have to leave backwards, whatever we have to abandon, we are ascending to the mountain of the Lord. We are ready to, to be a house of prayer because we are tired of the noise of the aliens. We are tired of the song of the heathen. We are tired of, the, of all these things. We are tired of the covering that is over the nations and the veil that is upon the peoples. And we know that we are the people who have been raised at such a time as this. But you cannot have the power to reduce the noise unless you're on the mountain. That's why God is saying, in this hour, I'm releasing the rain. I'm releasing the rain. Let me show you. Joel chapter 3 and verse 18. God is saying, you know, we think about the rain. We're going to realize that the rain, as the rain comes out, it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall what? God is saying the mountains, it shall come to pass in. Now, that, what is that day? Go back to Joel 2.28. It says, in the last, in the, in, in the, it shall come to pass that I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's Joel. It says what? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And you keep going on and then he takes you to chapter 3 and says, in that People are going to be filled with the Spirit, the power of God. And they shall, the mountains just begin to drip with new wine. Lord, say, God, give me the new wine. <sighs> Change my wine skin. I don't want to lose out when you're pouring out the new wine. I don't want to bypass me because my wine skin is not ready. The hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from where? 
Where will the fountain flow from? Where will the fountain flow from? Are you ready? Say, God, I want to have the grain. The Bible says, I will give them the former, the latter rain, that they may have the grain, the new wine, and the oil. Yes, I will give them the former and the latter rain. Joel chapter 6. So Hosea, sorry, Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3. What does it say? Let us know. Let us pursue. Oh, hallelujah. Let us do what? The Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like, like the latter and So these people who ascend to the mountain are people who do what? They know God. They are pursuing. Say, Lord, I need, I want the new wine. Not yesterday's experience. Not yesterday's. I just, not religion. I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of church. I'm tired of just going through the motions. I just want... The rain. Come to us as the rain. Come to us as the rain, Lord. Come to us as the rain. Like the latter and the rain and the former rain comes to the earth. But before you get to this verse, number three, verse one says, Come, let us for your stones, but he will heal us. He has stricken us, but he will bind us up. After two days, and on the third day, and then we can know him. We can pursue him. I pray that after these three days of being in this Passover feast, you will pursue the knowledge of the Lord. You will not leave this place talking about great ministers and great speakers and great messages. We are going to be saying, Lord, I am hungry for you. I am pursuing you. I want to know you. I want to be more like you. I'm tired. Uh, you, know, you, you will have such a hunger for Jesus. That when you're telling people about the open heaven, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I got a circumcision of my heart in that conference. Not about how great the worship was. But that Jesus touched you. The mountain of the Lord. The mountain. We are ascending. We are ascending. Since you have not come to the mountain that burns with sulfur. But you have come to Zion. Ooh, the company of angels. Numerous angels. Some of us think this talks about when we die. No, 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 no. God is saying, I am taking you to a place where your company will be numerous angels. But not many people ascend. 
Let me, let, me, let me tell you one of the things that also stirred my heart. Out of, I told you about the, that, that encounter that I had. So let me just say this. The other thing that happened is I saw the heavens as a cloud. I mean, as, as a sky, the sky full of, of drawers. And this thing has never left me. I saw so many drawers covering the whole sky. And the, the same voice that had been talking to me says, every single drawer you see, contains things I have prepared to give to my children. Every one of them belongs to my children. But the same voice in a sad voice said, not many are ready to take what belongs to them. Not many are ready to pay the price, that was the word, to take what belongs to them. And in my mind, I was thinking, Lord, what could be in those drawers? What could be? I mean, it's so, it would be so sad to get to heaven and realized, and realize, you know, God had prepared for me to walk in this. And this is what I live for. Yeah. You realize how much power kind of power in us, the Bible says, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. But what are you using that power to, to do? To pray for food? To pray for a car? To pray for a visa? To fast 40 days for a husband? Nothing is wrong with all those things. But there's more. I spent many years asking God, God, what is that price? I don't want to get to heaven. You know, I mean, the Bible says God will wipe their tears from their eyes. And I kept thinking, what would cause people to cry in heaven? I believe it would be regret. Because everything is going to be nice in heaven. But you get there and you're like, man, <laughs> Jesus, you can't believe. I lived, because God will just play all your life to you. And you're like, man. How did I live there and I was supposed to have lived there? How, how did I allow cancer in my body and yet I had the... I mean, you will just... And then God will say, don't worry, at least you are in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to live to the fullness of what God has for me. But that cannot happen unless you ascend to the mountain. Let me read the last scripture and then we're going to pray. We're talking about the rain, the new wine. James chapter 5 and verse 7, what does it say? I know most of us know James chapter 5 and verse 6. Submit yourself to the Lord. Bible says this, therefore be patient, brethren, until the see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. See how the farmer
God is saying, I'm ready for my mountains to drip with new wine. I'm ready to pour out the rain that you may have grain. I mean, I could have read so many scriptures, but I want us to pray. But it says the wine skins is the problem. Do you know how wine is made? Pressing the grapes. Crushing. Do you know how oil is produced? There is a crushing. Yeah. It's not easy. But it's worth it. It's worth it. If we're going to offer acceptable sacrifices, we must be burnt offerings. Rise up to your feet. We're going to pray. The power of God is in this place. I don't know what the Holy Spirit wants to do. But I just feel his glory in this place. And I know as we, as we finish, please don't go if you can. We won't be long. I'll be done maybe in 10 minutes and then we will just finish with a vote of thanks. But I want us to just allow the Holy Spirit to do a work. Just close your eyes and raise your hands to Jesus. Holy Spirit. I know there are hungry people in this place. I know the thirst. I know there are thirsty people. I know it's not everyone. That's why you cried out and said, Whoever is thirsty, let him drink. Whoever is thirsty, let him drink. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, Third Floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words.